Sex Communication, a podcast that explores how we communicate during sex and about sex, with explicit recordings and uninhibited conversation. My name is Brianne McGuire, founder of Graphic Paint and host of this uncensored adventure. Join me each week as I share crowdsourced audio files and interview a wide range of people about their private activities. The mission of this series is to change attitudes towards sex simply by changing the way it's communicated, one episode at a time. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Welcome to episode 22. This is uh, how I got off, or rather how we all got off, if you... um, you stay and listen because this episode is going to cover the social masturbation party I just hosted yesterday. Um, This episode is going to cover everything that did or did not happen between April 7th and yesterday, April 13th. Uh, It's been quite a week, quite a week. Um, So I told you last week, I I had finally slept with the um, so identified Dom guy that I had been dating Um, so we slept together for the first time last Saturday and then again in the morning, which would have been Sunday four, seven. And it was that morning that, um, all of the, the equipment finally came out. Well, not all of it, but I guess a fair sampling of it. Um, excuse me. So up until that point, um, I had had some, uh, concerns, I, I don't know. I, I was not exactly convinced that he was as dumb as he said he was. Um, I mean, we had talked about the equipment that he had, so I was aware of it. But I don't know. It was more um, about his demeanor, I guess. Anyway, um, it went well. I enjoyed all of it. He used uh, suction cups, mostly on my nipples, but he did put it on my clit a few times. They were... They come in different diameters, uh, and I'd say the kind that he used were probably about like a quarter's diameter, maybe a little bigger. Um, some nipple clamps with bells on them, which were interesting. Uh, handcuffs, and then ankle cuffs that had a connecting chain and a blindfold. So all that went very well. It was more of the same kind of um, like physical positioning and and activity that we had done the night before just with the addition of, uh, the bondage stuff. Um, the same (laughs) physical hiccups. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it diplomatically because, uh, like I said last week, I don't know, I'm in a tricky position. You know, I, uh, I want all of these episodes to be very honest. I want them to kind of emulate the kinds of conversations that I have with people in my everyday life. Um, and I'm very honest about these things and, but you know, there is the other concern of, I I don't know. I don't know if it's the, just the, the, the medium of this, that it's, it's public, even though this is all anonymous as far as who the other participants are. But, um, I don't know. I, I don't consider myself to be a cruel person, but I am a very brutally honest person. Um, So, you know, to just come out with it, uh, there were some erection problems, which is never, uh, I mean, it's always difficult to navigate, right? Like, and and I don't shame any guy for dealing with that. I've, um, you know, just especially now being a woman on the verge of 40 and having 
mostly in my life dated older men, you know, this is something I've encountered quite a bit. And it has even happened with younger guys that happen to just be especially anxious. Um, you know, so it's difficult when that's the first time that you're with somebody and this is what you're dealing with. Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, it was mitigated the next day with the addition of these items, you know, because that it made it more about the items and not so much, um, like his physical equipment and performance, which is fine. And, and I enjoyed it, but it's one of the things it's like, I don't know. I, I look at relationships and especially we had gone into this. We found each other in a long-term relationships group. You know, he had posted something and I responded, et cetera, et cetera. So we went into it knowing, um, you know, we both have alternative sexual interests, if that's how you want to describe it. And also that we were interested in finding, um, you know, kind of a lifetime partner. And my whole position has always been, I don't want to be in a relationship where there are things that we can't do, that there are things that we can't say. And it is with that uh, compromise that, that things work, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. So, you know, to that end, I, I have certain physical preferences. And one of them is, you know, like, I enjoy uh, a big dick. And I enjoy like getting fucked in a in a very, you know, enthusiastic manner. Um, well, just there's like a certain physical uh, component that goes along with that experience, you know, and, and, um, uh, yeah, I've never been willing to kind of excuse everything else or and I would excuse that part of it if everything else works, you know, like that that compromise is not something I can live with. I have attempted before and I have not been able to make it more than two weeks. So anyway, um, that's all to say today is Sunday. That was last Sunday. We did speak on the phone uh, Tuesday night. And I haven't heard from him again, and I have not reached out to him. And I don't know if that's because he kind of picked up on my feelings just in the course of, you know, those conversations, or if he's listening to these episodes or have, or he's read things that have been on my site that aren't about him, but, you know, he may have, I mean, they were about dating, so I'm sure he <laughs> Like in the two things, but um, yeah, I don't know what the reasoning is, and it's one of those things where um, I mean, it feels unresolved, but also, uh, that's the filtration method of partners, you know, like we either coincide in this way or we don't, and you know, like there's no reason for me to, to bend over backwards to pursue him at this stage, is basically what I'm saying. Um, because it, it wouldn't be honest, you know, if I did it, it would be like, because I'm concerned about his feelings, which I mean, I am, it's not that I'm not, but it wouldn't be about my own, uh, my own interests or preferences. It would be about, you know, acquiescing and, and making, I, I don't know, making this statement that I'm willing to compromise on something I'm really not willing to compromise about. So anyway, so that's all very up in the air and. I don't know what's going on there, but, um, yeah, well, whatever. 
So that happened. And, um, yeah, I mean, we used the suction cups. That was my first time using the suction cups. And the nipple clamps, that was fun. I thought they were going to be a lot more painful, like um, clothespins, which I'm not really interested in playing with. And um, But the nipple clamps were good. I think it was mostly because like it leaves the top of your nipple still exposed. Um, so that was fun. And they weren't all that... Um, it wasn't that tight of a grip. Anyway, the suction cups were kind of painful. <laughs> they were painful. I was really sore afterwards. Um, but yeah, so the the whole exchange like the the with the equipment like i said i enjoyed that i'm into that sort of thing like i would be into it if it had been way more extreme than it was but even the level of of bondage that it was i was totally fine with and you know the idea of it um provided <laughs> plenty of masturbation fodder for the the days that followed um so i didn't watch a whole lot of porn in like the weekday part of the week. And then, you know, Saturday was coming and uh, I feel like this party, this social masturbation party, I've been planning it for, well, not planning it, but I had posted about it. Um, I feel like back in February, I'd have to check the history of it. Anyway, um, so in the end, there were f um, four total physical participants, including myself. So that means I had three real life guests and we had um, another guy, Skype in. Um, I've never hosted anything like this before. I had never attended anything like this before. Um, the genesis of the whole idea was not, excuse me, even mine. Uh, somebody had reached out to me, um, had emailed me through my website, and they had found me through FetLife, I think. Um, anyway, they were really excited about the podcast, and they wanted to reach out because they thought uh, they had this great idea, and they wanted to talk to me about it, and they thought that, you know, we could collaborate together or whatever. They were being very vague. Anyway, so we get on the phone, and it turns out that this person, um, a gentleman I'll call Roger, that's what his, the fake name he originally gave me. So he is an exhibitionist. He's very into social masturbation. And his initial thing was, you know, like, I'd love to do an interview for the podcast, um... And how I would like that to go is that I come and I masturbate in front of you and this is part of the podcast, you know. Which, okay, that's fine with me. I mean, as you sure you know by now, I'm very interested in having um, actual audio of, of sexual activity, like be it with one person by themselves or, you know, a group of people. Whatever that is, I want it all. Um, so I was on board with that. And he's like, well, this is just kind of like a phase one. He's like, I actually have these other ideas. And it took him a while to kind of feel comfortable enough to describe it. But basically, you know, he wanted my assistance in hosting a group co-ed masturbation party Um you know, he also was interested in having it recorded. Uh, he, I think, was also a little bit more interested in not just having the audio, but doing like a visual thing. But then also having it kind of evolve into this thing where um, it wasn't just a matter of uh, beating off in front of other people, but having this uh, environment and this space and this opportunity where people come into it and they uh, they're not only engaging in masturbation, but they're communicating with the other people there about like, this is what I'm really into and showing them and, you know, um, like maybe demonstrating with different devices, but it being very collaborative and very interactive and very much a sharing of, um, like a person's specific interests, you know, um, 
which was, <laughs> I mean, these are, this is essentially all the stuff that I'm trying to accomplish with the podcast is like getting people, um, to feel free and comfortable enough to do that. Right. To like have a feeling that these things are, are worth sharing and that they shouldn't be hidden. Um, and creating the space for that to occur, you know, like I know a lot of people, you know, they have these, these interests and they have these things that they want to do and that they are doing. And they're very limited in the amount of, um, in just the openness about it, you know, and in how many people know that they even are into this sort of thing, you know, they don't talk about it, they don't share it, they, you know, it just the whole thing is just a very limited thing. And, and I find that heartbreaking. So this vision of this uh, social gathering where this is happening in real time uh, was very appealing to me. It was fascinating. I thought it was a great idea. And I was on board. Um, you know, and the other part of it was that he, as a man, you know, <laughs> there are certain difficulties in a single guy, you know, putting up a, a notice of, hey, you know, I'm hosting a co-ed masturbation group event, you know, like a the difficult in the sense of getting other women to feel comfortable enough to participate in that. And it was very important to him that it be, you know, mixed gender, which I totally agree. So I took the the lead on that and I posted an event on FetLife, made it clear that it was a female hosting it and leading this um, and looking for all genders to participate. And as expected, there were a lot of male responses. Um, and there was some negativity too in the thread where guys were like, well, you're never going to get women to participate in this. And it was like, well, fuck you. If this is your attitude, like, why don't you just get the fuck off the thread? We don't need this shit. Um, and other, but you know, and I kind of responded in that way. Like, you know, I've had so many men (laughs) reach out to me on that thread, be like, oh, well, I know women and blah, 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 that would be interested in this or that, you know, might want to do this. Like those guys, it's just a matter of, okay, obviously they're out there. If you're the one encountering this thread, you know, like, why don't you help us out and reach out to these ladies and let's get this started. And so that's what happened. You know, a handful of guys took it upon themselves to be very active in recruiting other women. And at the end of the day, I probably had at least half a dozen women that were very serious and enthusiastic about doing this. So in the end, um, Two women were supposed to come. One of them got sick, so she wasn't able to attend. Um, so I did have another woman come. And the other women that had responded and were interested were only not able to attend this particular event because of the date. Um, but I was fine with the event being as small as it was because that was another thing. It was like, well, this is new. <laughs> I have no experience doing this. I don't know what's supposed to happen. I don't know how it's supposed to run or be set up or or whatever. So I was fine with it being very small and intimate, especially because it was being held in my home, which means, you know, I was opening my private living space to complete strangers that I have not met in person from the internet, um, which I did, and it worked out just fine. But, you know, it was also like, okay, if, if we're going to start this as a thing, it, it makes sense to start small. So I was totally fine with the size. Um, and then just to go into the details, um, cause it's kind of fascinating how, how it all came about. Um, 
So for a long time, I was really concerned about the seating. I have one pretty large couch, but I don't have like couches facing each other. You know, I have one other armchair and then, you know, like a padded bench on this exercise machine I have. And then, you know, really uncomfortable wood dining chairs. I was like, well, how am I going to set this all up? Do I need to buy floor pillows or like bed rolls or I don't know. Excuse me, it's just a matter of having, like, I don't even have a a rug in the area. So the seating was a concern for me, like, really how to set it up. And I have nothing to base this on because, like I said, I've never done anything like this. Like, I have never been an attendee, so I don't know. I have nothing to go on. And in the course of talking about this with people, you know, in the scene and in my life that are, you know, probably more vanilla, you know, the idea was uh, my perspective was shifted in a really uh, pretty big way, I guess, the end of March, where it was like, well, you know, it's being held in your home, and it's an intimate affair, right? So why don't you think about it more? um, It's like what you would want if you were attending this in somebody else's home and think of it more like a party, you know, now I love to host parties, I've hosted people in my home. So I started thinking about it in terms of that, you know, like, okay, well, maybe I should serve finger foods. And maybe, you know, it would be nice to have like, a little selection of lubes available. And like really thinking about, you know, what kind of thoughtful details can I bring to this that, you know, make it that kind of comfortable affair that is something I would enjoy if I was a newbie and I was going to somebody's a total stranger's apartment for this. Like, what are the things that I would want to see and encounter and, and, and witness or an experience that would kind of put me at ease? So I attempted to do that. And, you know, I covered all of my soft surfaces with blankets and towels so that things could be washed easily. I had considered having handy wipes available, but then I, um, I did some Reddit thread searches and it turns out most people use fabric items as a means of cleaning up after masturbating. So I had a nice fresh set of hand towels available. I had three different lubes. I did have a little selection of finger foods. Um, I had all my toys ready. And uh, yeah, one guy came early and he had been to an event at a club. So I was able to ask him, okay, well, what do you think about this seating arrangement? You know, quick before everyone else gets here. And, you know, and I had said, you know, I had considered putting blankets and stuff on the floor, but I didn't know, like, where. Anyway, we decided to go with that. So I wound up spreading out a few blankets with throw pillows kind of here and there underneath and and around and a yoga mat under so that the blankets weren't sliding around. And, you know, with the couch and the chair available and, you know, it was kind of this little harem-esque version of my, <laughs> my living room. It was nice. Anyway, it started really fast. Everyone respected my request for them to show up promptly. Um, So aside from this guy coming really early, the other two actually wound up like arriving at my building at the same time. I had the guy, you know, queued up on on Skype and I told him, you know, I'm going to wait to dial you in until everyone is here. My intention with with him was like, you know, I I wasn't sure that transition with with parties, you know, it's awkward with regular parties anyway, like the first people that come and then, you know, all the awkward like chit chat when things haven't really started yet, you know, like all of that anxiety was, was, was so much bigger in this circumstance because it's like people not only have to get here, get comfortable, but then get naked and start beating off, you know? And I was concerned about my own performance. Like, was I going to have such stage fright? I wasn't even going to be able to enjoy masturbating, Um, 
I don't know. It was things like that were concerned. Anyway, um, so the reason why I'd asked the guy to join us on Skype was like, well, I thought that would be a nice icebreaker. Like maybe at least to get people warmed up. Like it always helps to watch somebody else do it. So if this person is remote, not only helps them, like they don't have to feel anxious. They're there in person. Like there's that separation that kind of adds to the comfort level. Um, so the idea in my head was, well, we'll watch this guy jerk off and then that will inspire us to then take our own clothes off and, and jerk off. What wound up happening is I have the guy queued up on, on Skype. We've connected, you know, I'm turning the laptop to introduce him to everybody. We're discussing, um, playlists. So I'm like trying to figure out what to play on Spotify, even though I have a playlist called sexy jams, uh, which I've never used, but I was like, okay, I wound up playing that anyway. So while I'm navigating all of this, <laughs> the guy who came first, like, He's, he's sitting in the chair, you know, at the far end of the room, and he just, like, starts. He gets started before the guy on Skype, so that was pretty funny. So it was all of us playing kind of catch-up. The girl left the room to go change into a robe, and, um, you know, but the rest of us were all just kind of, like, there and just fucking went for it. Um, and it was great. And when she came back and all of us, you know, the four of us and the the guy on Skype all masturbating at the same time. It was a moment of just it was so heartwarming. I have to tell you, it was a uh, and I, I laughed a little bit and I was just like, well, <laughs> look at all, all of us. How much better we know each other now in like the span of 3 minutes or so, you know. But it was just a really beautiful thing to have these people in my home uh and we're all just doing this and, you know, doing it openly and comfortably and, you know, and there's eye contact and, you know, nobody's shying away from looking at anybody and the guys are looking at each other and, you know, the ladies as well. And we're watching the guy on the laptop and I don't know, it was a really beautiful experience. And it got super hot. Like, uh, the whole thing wound up lasting about an hour and a half. That was another thing, you know, well, how long do these things run? I don't know. Um, the guy on the laptop came once and then he <laughs> signed off, which was fine. Um, I have no problem orgasming and, and I did not have any performance anxiety or stage fright or any, anything like that. So I, I came a bunch of times. I'm going to say six at the low point, but probably be somewhere between six and eight. Like there were varying degrees of orgasm, but the last one was pretty intense anyway. And then afterwards when everyone left, like the whole... The whole thing was still such a turn on just thinking about it. Like I beat off another four times. Um, but yeah, in the guy that had come early, we had, you know, had some discussion and he was telling me about his experience and he had mentioned, you know, we talked about the idea of, of physical contact because a lot of groups that engage in this, you know, they're very specific about, you know, we're here to masturbate. This isn't a group sex thing. Um, you know, so touching is kind of frowned upon, but like certain people are into it, but as a whole, people aren't. Anyway, so um, there weren't enough of us that it felt necessary to have like this giant conversation about it. And we didn't, but also part of it was like things got started really fast that that conversation didn't happen about like is sex, uh, not sex, but is touching going to be allowed? Um, but anyway, getting back to the conversation with this guy. He had mentioned, you know, there was contact that there was a woman next to him and, you know, they, they wound up like kind of scissoring at some point. 
Um, and, you know, it being a matter of proximity, you know, everyone's laying around on this mattress and of course, like, you know, your feet are going to touch or your legs are going to touch or whatever. Um, so like I was aware that (laughs) he was okay with it in that circumstance. And I was, you know, I mean, it's very dependent on the person, but I would never going to it if I was, you know, an attendee and not the host, I would have. And there was a bracelet system of like, you know, you're indicating whether you're okay with touch or you're not. I would have been the I'm okay with being touched part. I mean, obviously, like having some consensual start to that, not just being touched right out of nowhere. Um, Anyway, so all that is to say I had laid down on the floor next to him when I positioned myself. He was in a chair. And at some point... um, I think our feet had touched and then later he moved to the floor and our legs were touching a little bit more. And maybe like I put my hand on his leg. Like, I don't remember the exact start timing of who did what, where, whatever. Um, but we also wound up scissoring getting very close. And there was this part where we're facing each other and you know, our, my legs are over his or vice versa. And, um, you know, I have got this vibrating dildo inside of me and I'm close enough to him that the end of the vibrator is like touching his body underneath his balls. And, you know, we're both jerking off and like very close and I don't know, it was super hot. The whole thing. We wound up touching more and like I helped him jerk off and he was touching my body and um, wound up kind of like putting on a show for the other people, which also was fine. And then there was a later point where the other guy got down on the floor and like I touched him a little bit with my toes, but I could tell he he was really uh, nervous about touching me, like didn't know if that was okay. I also, I had the sense that the other people there maybe assumed that I already knew the guy that I was touching before that night, which no, we were total strangers, just like everyone else. But it was also one of these things where like the girl was more separate and I didn't want to make like, she seemed to be enjoying, you know, there being a show, but I didn't want it to be like, okay, well now three of us are all touching and you're not. And it'd be this separate thing. So I didn't really, you know, pursue touching this other guy any more than I did. But, um, you know, we had a little chat after about how things went and what we would want for next time if we do this. Everyone seemed to be on board with doing it again, making it bigger. You know, of course, now that we all know each other, it'd be better. Each of us could bring other people into it. Um, Yeah, and we were sitting around my dining room table drinking coffee and eating more of the little finger foods and just kind of chatting about it. And it was lovely. And like I said, when they left... Still fresh in my mind, man, thinking about all that activity, like, I just kept going at it. So, um, I did wind up watching some porn, too. Not that I really needed it, but I I don't know. It was also kind of like my body was, um, I mean, like, I had been masturbating continuously with toys for that hour and a half. Um, so you know, like I needed a little kind of on top of it. Cause I was kind of like a little, uh, eh, not exhausted or overwhelmed. I'm trying to think of the word for it, but just like my body was spent. And even today I, I woke up and like the back of my calves are a little cramped up and, you know, it, it put in some good work anyway. So that was my week. It was, um, it was pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Um, definitely interested in hosting another one of those parties. Uh, it also validated my interest in group sex. 
and my ideas of, of how I would be able to participate in group sex, even given my, you know, my whole thing about requiring some sort of connection or chemistry in order to do so. Um, like that was a good thing about this guy that, um, that we were touching was, you know, I, I knew he had, um, interest in, in doing group things with other men and like that bisexuality component to it. He was open to it. And I just think that guy would be a fabulous partner to go to some group sex event with, um, Maybe it's in my home, maybe it's in a club, but um, yeah, he definitely seems like somebody that would be fun to play with. The other guy, too, um, he's been texting me a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, it's just, um, I just feel really good about the whole thing. It went so well, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying new other events like this and, you know, see where they go, and I'm just really happy to be taking these steps to exploring new stuff. Um so yeah, that was my week. <laughs> Hope you had some kick-ass orgasms too, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you like it? I hope so. If you did, please subscribe. If you'd like to know more about this episode or how you can be a part of the podcast, visit graphicpaint.com sexpodcast for details. You'll also find additional episodes, background on this project, contact information, and tips for submitting your own audio files. I'm looking for more people to interview, homemade recordings of sexual activity, and audio production assistance. If any of this interests you, please reach out. It's my goal with this podcast to bring some filth to your ears, change the conversations around sex, change some perspectives, and maybe even change the world. I hope you'll join me. Sex. <laughs>